0: Welcome to the New Age Sage podcast. Today's guest is Danny Morell. He is a life coach and spiritual leader guiding millions throughout the world to awaken, heal, and transform their life. We talk about what it takes to call in real healthy love and what it takes to be worthy of it too and to stay in it for as long as possible. We go over some divisive topics that he has some very strong and beautiful, in my opinion, perspectives on. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you do, please leave a review. Thank you so much. Danny, I'm going to begin with your current relationship. It seems like you found your, your queen. You have a beautiful new child. I'm curious about what it took from, from you to go from your wounded masculine to attracting the woman you have now. What were the core steps you took in yourself to, be, to feel like you were worthy of that level of relationship?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, my journey, you, you can't ever look at a like beautiful, heart-centered, connected relationship without like first going back to like, you know, where it all began. And for me, it began with my mom and dad. Um, I had no idea, but in my journey, my mom and dad didn't know how to fully express love to me. And that's because my dad did not have his dad around in his life. Mm -hmm. My dad literally is, was the, um, was the birth thing of a a one night stand from the local politician uh, who was going out uh, banging everybody that he possibly could, Mm -hmm. you know, while he was married. So when the town found out, he had to discredit basically, you know, my dad. And so like, like, like let's just start there and, and how many human beings are brought into the world in that fashion, and are disconnected with their fathers? Mm-hmm. That that that's a huge wound, right? 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 From the start, because the father, right? When that baby looks up, right? Uh, and that baby's entire life. That baby's entire survival, that baby's entire well-being, their emotional, their physical, their spiritual, their energetic well-being is dependent upon that man and that woman that they look up to, right? Because they're on their backs. They're literally, you can't get much more surrendered than that, right? Then to that baby, the father literally represents the masculine energy of God. Yep and the and the woman the mother represents the feminine energy of god and so the the responsibility of the man and the woman the father and the mother is so deep because not only are they parents but their energy is providing for that child a safe place for their transition mm-hmm you know what i'm saying yep. for the soul's transition here to the 3d world and so dependent upon the energy that they're feeling right if they don't feel 100 unconditional love the soul is like it, 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 whoa what's going why, why are they fighting what what who wait why, why is one missing what's what's happening here that's that's where all confusion and, 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 and trauma begins, mm-hmm. you know? And so if you think about that, like my dad went through that. And um, as a result, my dad has a terrible stutter. My dad is like the opposite of me. He cannot communicate a single sentence without stuttering. And I like to think that my father could have been a more articulate communicator had he had his father in his life but then maybe I wouldn't be the communicator that I am, yep. you know. And, so the, and secondly is my mother. My mother actually didn't have her mother in her life. My grandmother, her name was Juanita from Ecuador, mm-hmm. uh, passed away 13 days after my mom was born. Oh. So just picture that. Picture that for a second. And, you know, maybe if, if you're listening right now, you know, um, maybe you can relate to my mom, Never knew who her mom was. So like when my mom looked up, she didn't forget about what is said. Forget about what you look like. Forget about everything on the outside world, right? Because that's the 3D world makes you think that all of life is on the outside. No, 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 no. It's in here. It's what do you feel? So so that baby, my mom didn't feel Love. You know what I'm saying? Like only a mother could give you. So then therefore, both of them, both of them were disconnected essentially from, you know, call it masculine, feminine, call it yin, yang, call it mind, heart, call it whatever you want to call it, from a very deep, profound part of themselves. Well, if they're disconnected from that part within themselves, then when it was their turn to have a child, me, I was the first, how could they possibly give me energetically? What they didn't have. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. And so what that created in me was a story. I'm not kidding you. For as long as I could remember, I was always looking for the one. I was Same always, there. I was always yeah. looking for the 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 beautiful, magical, golden partner, right? That looked a certain way, that you know, whatever, based off of what the world says. I actually remember true story. Um, and she actually just followed me recently but I was 11 years old and I had the biggest crush on Alyssa Milano. <laughs> you know Alyssa Milano? <laughs> of course. Same Alyssa, here man. Big crush on her, yeah. oh, I think everybody yeah, yeah. about our age yeah. had a massive crush on Alyssa Milano and I remember writing her a letter like I love you. I don't know what I wrote, but I stuck it in the mail and I think that was my first like heartbreak was when I didn't get that message back, but there was always this search in my heart for like love from a woman. So, you know, throughout all of my teens and all of my, you know, young adult life, like I I wasn't in my power in that part of my life. I was in my power when it came to money. I was in my power when it came to you know, my confidence, but you, you bring up a woman. I was, I, I, I wasn't in my power because you can't be in your power if you need, you know what I'm saying? And so then I got married. I got married. Um, uh, you know, and I speak about this gently, not because I was in love, but because I had a story in my mind and in my heart that I needed, I needed a woman in order to find love. And I'm just going to be honest with you. Like the day of the wedding, I knew the day of the wedding. I knew that this was not my heart made. I think we all know. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I remember the, the videographer comes and like, you know, and, and ask you, so what do you want to tell your wife? And I, like the thought that came in my mind was shit, make some shit up. Mm-hmm. But you see, that's how disconnected we are before we awaken. You know, it's like, it's like that we know, we hear, we know, we know here and here deep within ourselves, what we like, what we don't like, what we don't want, what we don't want, what, what, what feels right and what doesn't feel right. But we're so living up here in the program, right? That we don't allow ourselves to tap in here. And so I went 13 years in in a marriage, in a marriage where.
0: And the whole time you were, you knew. For 13 years.
1: Yeah, bro, but I was... you strike yourself
0: out sometimes.
1: Bro, I was so, I was such a good boy. What does that mean? Whatever the world said you needed to be, I was that. Because the other story was, I needed you to like me. Yeah. So if I go to church and the pastor says, no sex before marriage, I... You know, but secretly... Secretly, we're we're doing what we do. But you see, inside of me, it's like I always was about authenticity. So I didn't feel very authentic. Right? If the pastor is saying, don't do something and you make a commitment, don't do something, but then in your secret life you're doing it, then it's like you feel inauthentic. That that's 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 a part of you that is fragmented,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? That's a part of you that is fragmented. But I didn't know any way to be other than to put the front, right? if the pastor said, don't get me- uh, don't uh, get divorced. And I was like, I'm, I'm, this is it. I'm stuck because you say that. And I want to do the right thing. So because you say that, even though I feel what I feel, I'm, I'm literally stuck. I remember I used to live in California and California is very, um, uh, it's pro women, you know, when it comes to divorce. And um, I remember the 10 year mark came. And I remember, true story, I I remember thinking to myself, and by the way, you know, in hindsight, my ex-wife felt the same way. Mm -hmm. We both, we both knew that we weren't loving to each other or even able to receive real love. And we both knew that we didn't even know what the heck love was back then, you know. But I remember the 10-year mark came along and I remember thinking like, if you're going to do it, now's the time to do it because it's going to save you a lot of money, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, think about where I was to have had that thought. And then I I, I chickened out and I was like, no, I, no, I, I can't. I, the pastor says I can't. That's the kind of life I was living. And so I went through healing all of it. I went through healing the fact that I needed the one out there and discovered that the one was in here. By the way, not in my mind, right? Because everybody wants the quick answer. Everybody, okay, tell me what I got to do. Okay, you say we have to heal. All right, how do you heal, right? You don't get it. You don't get it. Since we live in the 3D world up here, we think all of the answers are up here. So you want the, the quick fix, just yesterday, we got a message. Someone saying, like, I learned the lesson, but I keep attracting the wrong people because there's no lesson to learn. There's a lesson and an energy to, to release because you are energy, so you attract from that energy.
0: What's the difference if we were to lay it out? Learning from the mind or just learning from the heart? What is the actual, what's the difference in your experience? Like, how did you, in your experience, learn something from the mind and then learn it from your heart?
1: I mean, I, 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 I think... That the word learning goes out the door. Because learning, if you think of learning, it's like it's active. It's yeah. like, I, let me study, let me, uh-uh. Okay. No, 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 no. You you want to change your life, <sighs> go back to being a baby and surrender. And open your heart up to source. And 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 if you want to learn anything, it's it's awareness of, of, of what's going on inside of you, it's the courage to face it. And then it's the ability to surrender so that something outside of you can help heal you. That's not learning. That's that's opening is what that is.
0: Yeah. What was it like attracting your partner from that place of full love inside yourself? How did that feel different to your past experiences? Yeah, I'll tell you. It's so
1: funny because so I was at my life's lowest point. I was divorced. I had just built a big house. Literally had just built it when everything unraveled. Um, and, um, and I, uh, I went through an affair, um, and, 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 you know, and I want to, I, I need to speak to this because so many people say like, you know, at the beginning it was like, oh, that was the biggest mistake of your life or whatever, or you learn from your mistakes. No, that was a sign of how little courage I had to, to, to speak the truth. That was a sign of how much of a coward I was back then. That was a sign of how much I didn't have power within myself. That was a sign of how much power I gave to the pastor, how much power I gave to society, how much power I gave to what everybody would think versus having power within myself. In other words, that was the sign of the fact that I was locked and trapped in a cage. And I didn't know how to get out. And I didn't have the courage to just face my partner and tell her what I actually was feeling and going through inside. Which, by the way, that's real relationship. Real relationship is you having the courage to share with your partner what you're feeling. Real relationship is having the courage and the vulnerability to open yourself up to the potential the potential of someone not agreeing with you because real relationship is all about you and another person helping each other to unravel into the most beautiful version of yourself that you couldn't do on your own, you know? Yeah. And so until, and so, yeah, man, yeah, that, that was the, that was the affair for me. And that led to me needing to walk away from my home because I genuinely couldn't look her in the eye. And I just felt, you know, it's disgusting what you feel inside. Um, and I'm, I'm sitting in an apartment all by myself. And um, I hear about ayahuasca. And I had heard about ayahuasca before. But brother, when I'm, when I'm telling you that I was like the good boy and I was like, I, I go all into something. So like, if I'm a Christian at the time, I am all in Christian. I'm baptizing people. I'm doing the whole thing. And part of being all in with something means that anything outside of what you believe is wrong. You have to reject it because the mind can allow. So I heard about ayahuasca, but I called it the devil, the evil, new age, every name I, 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 I I said what I said, but I was finally out of my heart, at a place in my heart where I was like, I don't know where I'm going anymore. Like everything I once believed is not making sense to me. And so I went. And true story. This is a very true story. I go on my first ayahuasca retreat. I'm there for seven days in Costa Rica. On the third day, remember, I'm looking for the one. I'm looking for the one, right? On the third day, I'm on Instagram and I find my now wife-to-be. And I literally, well, it was that day. I remember I was still in Costa Rica. I was like, what in the world is that? <laughs> it was the most beautiful, not the way the world sees beautiful. Beautiful inside. I could see it in her eyes. There was this confidence, this serenity, this peace, this Non-need. One of the saddest things about the status of our women nowadays is that they all need, they need your attention. So they're showing you, yep. you, you know what I'm saying? And that's because they're disconnected from their heart. So the mind is saying to them, go out and show the world that your value is on the outside. That's what the system has done. Yep. So women have no idea that their true value is here. It's in here. It's in here. It's in their intuition. It's in their heart. It's in the love that's inside of themselves. Right? And so when I saw my 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 wife to be, I I, I I saw that. You could see it. You could see it in, in the energy and the frequency in the picture. And I I was like literally dumbfounded. And I follow. You know what I'm saying? You know? And I didn't have courage. I didn't have the courage at the beginning to reach out. So I just kind of sat there. I just sat there and like a week later, like I had, you know, liked the picture and liked another one. I just sent a little message. And you, you know what I noticed? It's so interesting. I got a feeling on my right side, which is the masculine, right? You know what I noticed? The first thing I noticed about her is that for as beautiful and as wonderful and as smart and as intelligent that I saw her to be, She responded in a nice manner because the second thing that is happening is that because women are so disconnected from their heart and because they live in their minds, they're mean like women are not nice anymore. Women are not gentle. Women are not soft. Women are arrogant and proud and defensive. And it's like, by the way, not all women obviously, but it's just where we are energetically as a society. And by the way, Rightfully so, because men have let them down, right? The only way and the only reason why a woman would leave the safety and the fullness of life in her heart and go into life in her mind is when she is let down by the masculine, when she's let down by the man. And most of the time, the initial wound and the initial man that lets her down is her father. Is her father. So she will go out and attract a man. That will never leave her. That she can probably control. Where she could be the the masculine in the relationship. Because that keeps her safe. It keeps her safe. It keeps her safe from the scariest thing that she could ever imagine doing when she's up here. Returning to here. Because returning to here means opening. Returning to here means surrendering. Returning to here means allowing allowing a man maybe to like lead. (laughs) No, we can't have that. No, 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 no. Because the last time I allowed that, my heart got broken.
0: How does the healed masculine pursue a woman?
1: (sighs) Can I tell you, the, the reason why I'm pausing is because I pursued my, the love of my life. I love Jen. Like I just, uh, the love of my life, not in healed energy. I was in very much little boy energy.
0: Do you think that's because you just were meant to be together and it didn't, didn't matter what you did or?
1: No. Okay. No, I think it was because, you know, I hate using the, I, I, I'm not going to throw the twin flame thing out there right now. <laughs> uh, Cause I don't, that, that people are getting crazy with that shit right now. Right. And I'm literally like. You need to cut that out because people are putting too much pressure on relationship. You know, I'm just going to throw out that energetically Jen and I attracted each other. Literally, we can go back to a time where like when my affair started and everything started, unbeknownst to us, she was in California. She was in Oxnard, California for a yoga retreat right when for two years I had a real estate office in Oxnard, California. We have come to the conclusion that we were there in the same city at the same time. And that energy and that frequency is what started the activities that needed to take place in order for us to finally unite in love. So to answer your question, no, the whole time I was like this little boy with a little secret crush, you know, for three years, for three years, I thought about her and dreamt about her and wanted no one on the planet, but her. But she, she just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. And then we finally met. We finally met and she gave me the friend card. And it broke my heart.
0: How, how did that come about?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, um, <laughs> I was going to Greece. I was going to Greece and I had decided to make a layover in, um, in London. A layover, right? She had recently became single. I gave her like 60 days and I was like, I, I know that's one of the most valuable women on planet earth. If I wait too long, someone else is going to swoop up mm-hmm. and get what I want. So I'm not going to let that happen. Uh, and so um, so I had a layover in Greece for two days. I made every mistake you could possibly make in the book in those two days. And at the end of those t- two days, she hands me the the, the, the the friend card. And I'm like, that's my three-year dream. It's over, right? But something magical happened and that we had already, we had already planned for her to come teach yoga at Awaken here in Austin. So even though we had that uncomfortable moment, we were still genuinely good friends. We still, there was something about us that just felt right, you know? She goes to Mexico before Austin, some creep hits, hits, hits on her on the beach and like She had just written in her journal something like, I'm ready for real love. And and when she had that incident, the first person she thought about calling was me. But I was already like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not available now. Like, you broke my heart. You gave me the friend card. In many ways, like, screw you. Like, okay, well then, right? And then when she came to awaken, she saw me in my power. She saw me unattached. I literally, in my mind and heart, thought, that's not my woman. That's just my friend now. I completely unattached from the whole situation. And we spent a week together. Her seeing me in my element, her seeing me in my truth, her seeing and feeling me no longer need or want her, which made space for her to want me. Yeah. You know, And on day four or five of us being around each other, You know, we just naturally, it was like magnets, bro. It was like, it was like, you know, and, um, and uh, we we go to Zilker Park. We lay down at night. You know, I have her head right here. In my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know what's happening, but like, I thought she said we were friends, but I think she kind of takes me now. We're driving home and she goes, should we talk about feelings in her Mm -hmm. London accent? And in my mind, I'm still like, what feelings? Like I, I thought, you know. I guess she was starting to fall in love with me. And that's how it happened.
0: What was that like for how, years when you were courting her or friends with her? Three years. What was that like? How, how did you feel about that? Were you patient? Were you like desperate? How did you manage that?
1: You know, what I will tell you is this, is that, and this is why I'm so passionate about people connecting to the spiritual world because there's a world out there that wants to help us, that wants to guide us, that wants to show us, that wants to heal us. But we are so busy in paying our bills, in will they like me, in how does my body look, in like the trappings of the 3D world that we don't allow ourselves to connect to our spirit guides, to our ancestors, right? To our parents, if they've passed on, right? We don't allow ourselves, heck, to God. What we call God to source the infinite love abundance, and so we don't allow ourselves to connect. So, to be honest with you, what kept me in the game is I would literally be laying there, and like, true story when I finally part of my those three years was me healing me healing that thing inside of me, and so I um I had this like energetic release where I was like crying and I was like, just tell me who's the one, and my hand just. And it starts shaking and it starts pointing up to God. This is not me. This is my body. And by then, enough of this had happened that I just know what was happening. And I go, okay. And I was like, who's the one? And my hand just goes like this. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm the one. I'm the one that I've been looking for this entire time. And it's like, all this energy left me. And as soon as that happened, my body just it flipped over. I remember it as if it was yesterday. My arm shot over and I looked right here and I saw a head. And I saw a head of light brown hair. Light brown hair. And I saw a voice that said, she will finally feel at peace and at comfort only in your arms. I want to cry just thinking about that because this legitimately happened. This was source speaking to me. So I saw light brown hair. So like, I always knew she would have light brown hair. But Jen was like this thing out there that it was like, there's no way I'll ever get her. Right? There's no way I'll ever get her because she's taller than me. She's white. Right? All of separation, all of separation came here. You know, she's a different religion. She's younger. I have three kids. Like all of the, that was my, my ego. That was my mind right? So you understand the journey now? Mm -hmm. The journey was about releasing all of that because love is none of that. Love is none of that. So when I saw her right here, um, I knew my partner would would be light brown hair. I did a mushroom journey and clear as day at the end of the journey, it said to me, you're going to have a daughter and your daughter is going to be the healing culmination of your heart, your mother's heart. And your grandmother's heart, the healing of the feminine, and said you're going to meet the woman of your dreams. And I'm not kidding you. The first person I thought about was Jen, but I was like, "Nah, there's no way." So I like, pfft. and uh, and I would ask, I would ask. Like once it got closer, about six months prior to us meeting, source told me to be celibate, and um, and I decided to do that. And in that time, as you conserve your energy, you're even more open. So thinking about it, I was celibate, I was vegan, and I was fasting 23 hours a day. That means the vessel is pure and it is clear. You know what I'm saying? I, I fast 23 hours a day. Yeah, yeah. I know Cle- about it. yeah. You know, you understand, right? Yeah. Which also means I'm getting downloads all the time, right? So I was literally I remember asking, is she the one? And my head would just start shaking. And it, and I remember in Spanish because Spanish is the language of love. esa es tu mujer. Mm-hmm. And so there were so many signs that I was like, "She's got to be her." Like, right? That's why when she gave me the friend card, I was just so disappointed.
0: But so I've, I'm at, so curious about this. Is I'm, I've been there slash currently there, where like my soul knows of something. Yeah. But the egoistic trap of it is you can't perceive a timeline outside of your own needs. you are like, I want this to happen in this That's right. way, That's right. your body reacts intensely. That's so it's right. just just curious how, how magically you surpassed that. Because it's a very difficult I, task. I, I, because I, if you, you truly knew and your mind was brother, like, well, I, it's not now, I knew how you do that? That's
1: right. Yeah. I knew mentally, emotionally. Yeah. But more than that, I knew spiritually. Yeah. Because of the downloads and the messages, right? And this is where I want to caution everybody listening. It's like, this is why I'm so passionate about helping people to have a spiritual experience. Because once you're open, it's like it's no longer you trying to navigate life.
0: It's like you have help. You also know? in that time i'm I'm sure you both cleared wounding that helped you get together,
1: both of know? us, I was clearing it, and she was clearing it right and um and then, and then in in many ways, what happens when she handed me the friend card, the reason why that happened i'm gonna do this with my hands. she was in her masculine. I'm not saying masculine is better by the way, it's just the only way that I know how to like do this. And maybe this is wrong because I know people get triggered with all this. And and I was in my feminine. Right? And so what happened is there, there's, no, there's no polarity. There's not the right polarity there. Right? So what happens is we came back here and then we went here but now we live here. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: What does that mean? Living here One. in the middle. Okay, what does One. that mean?
1: There's no... fuck there's 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 none of there's none there's no I don't know how to explain it to you it's harmony it's like
0: does that mean there's like you both are equal parts masculine and feminine and dynamic or you it's like we're we're both one okay it's like a team you don't have to think much about the stuff just no happens. no no it's
1: because like a team is players no yeah. it's like we're like okay I don't know it's I don't know how to, there's no human words I, like,
0: I, I, yeah, I get yeah, it yeah. so Back to my earlier question: If you were a, a man who feels like you, you you see your queen and she potentially is there, what is the right way to court her? Where's the right way to pursue her? Like, if you were to lay out steps or someone for a man to go about it, what would you say? I'd say it depends on the situation.
1: I'd say it depends on if she's available or not. I would say you need to like first, like really listen to what within you is telling you that she's your queen, right? I would say, make sure that it's not this. Make sure that it's this. Um, I would say you cannot, there cannot be any part of you that that has an attachment or a need. So before, like, like heal that, clear that up, you know? And then I would just say, just from a very healthy space, the way that you would approach anybody for anything, right? Ask her out, ask to meet with her. And show her, show her, because cause I, I think one of the interesting things that happened with Jen and I is like, once I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going for this. I was like, hey, what are you doing on Friday? She goes, why? And I go, let's go have some coffee. She says, you live in America. <laughs> I go, I know. And it was like Wednesday. But you see, like nothing would stop me. You know what I'm saying? And I think that she wants to feel that. Not from an unhealthy place, just from a like, look, I want you. I want you, and I'm willing to show you that I want you. And there, you know, just just let it all, just let it all unfold.
0: What did you have to clear in yourself to make her feel safe in your presence?
1: All unhealthy attachments, or needs, or stories, or anything. All, you mean all, literally all, all, all. all, okay. all. You are asking me, yeah, for the kind of relationship I have, yeah, which, by the way, is a very rare relationship because I'm just gonna, I don't want to say this. We're very rare human beings. We have We have left here and entered here. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe that the only way that true people can ever actually be in real love is to first find love within yourself.
0: You know That's tough in men because most men, when they fall in love, it's a way to control the feminine. So they fall in love and, they're, "I want you to be this way for me," and that's most marriages nowadays.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, you see, you see. It's so wild that we... I used to be that way. I used to be that way, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, they see... But that awareness is is profound because most men are not able to to articulate that.
0: Means that I was so unconsciously afraid of her triggering my trauma that i controlled control her to not do it. Wow. I was so afraid unconsciously. And then thankfully I figured out, I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Thankfully she was like, I'm not doing this shit. And I was like, okay, cool. And yeah. then thankfully I figured out, okay, I'm, I have to let her trigger in a way so I can do. De- de- so, yeah. so, yeah, so you could open. So yes, you could. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <sighs> let me, let me, let me tell you something that just came up to me today and I have no fear speaking about it. I'm just going to share it. Um, I, I, for some reason, and maybe this is what I needed to hear to think so I could say it here on your show. <clears throat> Jen is free. Jen is free to be and do and become whatever she wants to do and become. My role is to support her and provide for her the space where energetically she no longer needs to provide or support herself. See, most people don't want to talk about that because that means that I need to step into a version of myself and she needs to step into a version of herself. She needs to allow, right? And in that freedom that I give her, she's free to be with whoever she wants. I I can't control. I can't I can't control if one day she decides to go be with someone else, okay? But you see, we want to control all of that shit, don't we? You're right, you're right. Right? We want to, we want to, no, 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 no. We want to control and make sure that they, because we're so attached to the need for the relationship. No, I can't can't do that. Now, if she would ever do that, the relationship's over and that's it. And yeah, I would hurt and yeah. But do you know where the confidence comes from? Do you know where the certainty comes from? I went out and made myself through deep, deep work, someone who, I don't say, I just say this from, from truth. One of the rarest men on the planet. I know my value. Do you know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah. I know my value. So when you know your value and you can stand in your value, this is not from an unhealthy space. It's like, you're free. But I also know her value. So and I value and love and adore her so much that I give her that. Uh, and she knows her value. So she gives me that freedom. Do you understand what I'm saying? There is no icky, there is no attachment. It's
0: it's beautiful, bro. Hey there. I'm gonna give you a break to digest all of this amazing information and in this break if you like what you're listening to please rate and review the podcast thank you where there's a big concept of boundaries in the relationship self-help space whenever i hear the word something in me gets like confused and reactionary sure. so what's your line on that because i think boundaries are used nowadays a lot to control people um and say you can't do this because it, it triggers this in me so how do you if you do practice boundaries in relationship how do you do it in a way where it creates freedom rather than, than separation
1: by speaking by speaking by communicating there's nothing unsaid between us because part of the dynamic between us i i i, I again this is where i th- i'm th- i'm gonna mention the twin flame thing but again don't go call your person a twin flame. Don't go, don't go to jail because you're stalking them. Don't go do I, I had
0: a crazy ex who claimed I was with. Yeah, he yeah, said,
1: Don't go do any of that. <laughs> I'm just telling you, part of the dynamic of that is we our energy is so thick when something needs to be said, we would feel disgusting inside. So disgusting that it was like, this, this is not gonna work. So it was either this is not going to work or uh uh-uh, uh stop being a chicken shit go into that what's coming up for you. <gasps> oh my god, I'm realizing that I don't feel blah 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 or I'm realizing that every time that this comes up I think I'm other- and then they're like yeah and I think of the, 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 and it's gone. it's gone. It's gone. It's dealt with. That's 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 relationship.
0: If you could Define real love what it feels like to you, which is what most people perceive to be love, what would it be?
1: Real love is zero. What does that mean? The masculine, the feminine, the mind, the heart, the body, the soul, the feet, the eyes, the ears, the, all of it. real love is zero. No separation. It's a return. It's a, it's a return from here to here so that when you're laying next to your partner, you can look at her in the eyes and not go. Because that's fear, that's uncertainty, that's discomfort. So that when you're making love to your partner, you're not. Because that something is being unsaid something that you're afraid to communicate or speak of. That means that you're doing a physical act, but there is separation in the soul. Real love is no need. Real love is no attachment. Real love is no control. Real love is no fear. Real love is literally
0: nothing. And everything as a result. Do you believe there's a consequence to, to divisive topic, but promiscuity with no connection? talk to me about that like uh, physical intimacy with no heart heart centeredness do i believe in do you think it's 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 an issue do you think it's it's it could be problematic for you mean sex without without any like any any love so we live in austin yeah it's the capital
1: of poly what is it called polyamory yeah polyamory ask me a question i'll give you an answer go
0: do you believe in polyamory
1: I believe that every human being is free to do whatever it is that they want to do and that there should, no one should stop them from doing that. Ask me another question.
0: Do you think it's conducive to someone to be in polyamorous relationship? To someone's what? Love. No. Okay. There we go. Why? I'm with you. I'm just curious. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> yeah. No, because polyamory is avoidance. How so? In a lot, in a lot of ways. You just asked me, what is love? And I told you love is no fear, no control, no attachment, no, right? Love is surrender, right? Love is literally you and your heart and soul being willing and open to surrender in full vulnerability your life to another human being. We don't know what that's like in the 3D world. Like that's deep, right? So what happens is we go to things like polyamory because we're avoiding that. We did that. uh, ah, ah. <laughs> no, that's a lot. That's a lot. Let me, let me, let me, hang on. Chill out with that. That's too much. Let me go out and have fun. Let me go, let me go, let me go. Yeah, yeah, that, that's... That's that's safer. That's that's fun. I get to do what I want to do. I get to have my cake and eat it, too. As long as I communicate and as long as we're clean. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the mind. The mind is doing what it does. But what are you saying when you do that? Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you no woman on planet earth that is connected to her heart that has healed her emotional wounds that has healed her wounds with her father and her mother that is heart centered no woman on planet earth wants to be in polyamory not one
0: I agree so I'm going to bring forward what they would say to that just to add And by the
1: way no man on planet earth who is fully in his masculine, who is fully in his heart, who fully values the feminine and who fully values because, yes, he wants her to be free. Yeah, but who are you to control what the fuck they do? Who are you to say in your ego that you want them to be free? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? There is no man on planet Earth that is in his heart, that is here, that has found his woman that is there that would want to share that woman with anybody else.
0: So what they say, I've had people like that on my podcast, and I don't agree with them, but I just want to learn about it. Yeah. They, they say that it's actually more loving because if a partner wants to have sex with someone, who are you to say that they, they shouldn't? But didn't I just say that? Yeah.
1: Didn't I just say, Jen is free to go? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: But if, it's just, I value my so that so that so, 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 so what they're saying is it's more loving because it's it's them in their mind. Le- By the way, because if they do, then eh, then I can go do too. Ah. Avoiding the heart, yeah. avoiding the heart. It's like I love myself, I love my home, I love my daughter, I love my children, I love my body, I love my energy, I value my energy. If I have sex with a woman, that woman's life is going to change because of my energy. My life is going to change because of her energy. I value and love my energy and my body so much. I'm not going to give myself to just anybody.
0: The fuck? Can you unpack that more? Because I, I don't think people understand enough how much energy is exchanged in sex. It's the whole thing. So I'd love for you, to explain it, please? Like how it actually happens. Let's say you have sex with someone. What actually happens energetically? It's a a tie. It's a connection. I'll put it to you
1: this way. I'll put it to you this way. We, we We don't understand how powerful the exchange of energy in sex is. So many human beings are walking around planet Earth with fear, with worry, with doubt, with energetic trappings, uh, with, with, with anxiousness that isn't even theirs. No. It's their partner's, but they're carrying it. I, I cannot tell you the amount of people who literally their smiles start to, their face, they start physically looking younger when we help them do a cord cutting, when we help them release energy. And I'm only telling you like straight out. I was told by source, call me crazy, but look at my life. Call me crazy, but look at my life. I was told by source, okay, it's time for you to cut the cord from absolutely everyone you have ever had sex with before you meet her. So I literally did a cord cutting ceremony with Everyone, I oh, who, oh that one, oof, that one, oh that, oh, oh that one time I was drunk enough. Fuck that one time I was. Oh my god, I forgot about. That. One by one, in love, in love, in love, to 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 clear my vessel.
0: I feel like most men would have to do that and have a hard time doing it, and they couldn't even remember yeah. what what they were doing. Yeah. So, what what do you think is going? But on hold
1: on. But let's talk about the energy and the belief system that they were in to cause them to need to was, take so much energy from so much. That's my women. question
0: is what, what do you think is going on in the masculine psyche of a man who constantly wants to go out and just bang woman who just wants to go out and have sex at a club? Like what, what's going on in, that, in a man's psyche to need that experience? So look, there's two parts. There's two parts.
1: Number one, there's the part of us that says, yeah, I get it. Thousands of years ago, by the way, it is our animalistic nature. It's our animalistic nature to want to, right? Because we're visionary. The man is the vision. The man is the eyes. The woman is the hear, mm-hmm. the ears. Yep. The woman receives this, th- receives the man, yep. right? So as a result, the man by its his nature is going to want to go out and look and conquer it. Yeah, understandably. But that's when he's only seeing the physical. He's not seeing the spiritual. He's not seeing the energetics. He's not seeing the energy. In other words, he's literally only seeing from his physical eyes. When a man is connected to his third eye, when a man is connected to his heart, when a man starts to fully understand life, he understands that he has to value not just the masculine and the feminine within him, but Straight up, the feminine in him is the feminine in her. The feminine in her is his mother. It's his sister. It's his aunt. It's not just her. It's all women because we're all one. We're all energy. So when you start seeing it like that, you go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know what she really wants in the depths of her heart and soul, she wants to be loved. She wants to be cared for. She wants to let go. She wants to be valued. She wants to be honored. So if I know that, and if I know that she is looking to me as a potential person that could provide all of that for her, but I know I can't give that to her, then I don't engage. Because if I do, if I do, I am contributing, contributing to the fragmenting of the heart.
0: Mm -hmm. Similar topic, but porn. How do you think that's affecting the masculine psyche? Corn. <sighs> I, I used to be an addict. Um, I was an addict. I was 10 years old. When you started? Like jamming it, 10 years old. I was t- 11 or 12.
1: Yeah. My My aunt introduced me to it. Yeah.
0: You're older than, You're older than me. So were you like the magazines. For me, I was like I had the internet, so I was fucking putting in. No,
1: like- no, it wasn't internet for me. It was um, it was the videos. It was the <laughs> in New York City. You know, call the hotline one eight hundred, and they're there, and they're like, you know, and, <laughs> you know. Listen, it's part of the journey. It's part of the three D world, whether it's porn, marijuana. Alcohol, Botox, Lamborghinis, Success and Power, Louis Vuitton, all of it, it's part of the journey. It's here in the 3D world to show you how much you need outside of you. It's part of the journey. It's part of the system. It's part of what is here. To have you get into a space where you can see it, learn from it, grow from it, and no longer need it. Because as long as you need it, you're not the real you. You are you that is being
0: controlled by this energy. How have you not been controlled by your power and success? How have you gone about that journey? How have you like fought off the egoistic traps of having it? You, know, you need it more and more and to feel more like shadow. How have you gone about that? By
1: being it. Okay. By being the absolute most egomaniac, most Aston Martin driving, Rolex wearing, custom suit, competitive, insecure son of a gun out there on planet earth. You have to go be it. And then once you're it and you've taken that, like it, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. I used to, I used yeah, I mean, this is deep. It's, it's deep, but it, 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 it breaks my heart because so many people think that glamour, success, and power is life. And they think that because they don't know who they are. Because the 3D world has caused us to look at people who look a certain way or have a certain thing as better. So you're constantly in this like rabbit hole and in this game where you're constantly chasing to climb the ladder and to be better, right? And to have more and to have bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, right? So the only way out of it is to is to go in it. And I did at least that was my way out of it, right? I got to the absolute
0: top, and
1: I was miserable, bro. I was absolutely miserable.
0: Why? What were the main causing causing of you being miserable?
1: I was always chasing. I was always chasing. I was always grinding. I was always
0: chasing what? Because I think the the masculine trap now is my experience and what I've had to heal myself is that, like for example, I can only be worthy of attraction towards the feminine. Oh yeah, if I have you know the Gucci suit. If the car. I have yeah, if I have the car. My dad's love, powerful men's love. If I become like them, right? So it's like, is that what you're doing? with? One hundred percent. Okay,
1: one hundred percent. But 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 I'm going to take it a step further. For me, it was it was highly ingrained with race as well, because you see, we where we are different. We, we're both from Ecuador, but but it feels like we come from very different financial
0: mm-hmm. uh, statuses. Yeah, I'm also much more white, white passing than than
1: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so, so I grew up poor, right? I grew up poor and I grew up like the kid in high school and junior high that used to have to beg for money to like, this was my job every day. This is where I learned sales, was to go out and beg for money every day, like 10 cents, 5 cents, a quarter, whatever, um, to, to to raise a dollar every day. In hindsight, that's why I have no issues with making money because I know all you need is a goal. My goal was $1 and then you go and... You just go get it, right? But because I grew up poor and because I grew up in the hood, it was like there was always this thing. There's always this underlying message, right? That like white people are like better than you somehow. And like white people are the ones that control and white people are the ones that like, you know, run the government. And it's it's complete bullshit by the way, by, by the way. But it's like when you are a person of color, you grow up being fed all of that. You know? And so true story, like I remember I did things, true story, like join country clubs. Just so I could feel like I'm one of them now. Yeah. It was all bullshit. It was all from an inferiority complex. It was all from fear. It was all from separation. It was all from being disconnected to who I really am. Because when you find who you really are, you don't need anything. And by the way, you don't see anyone as different than you. You don't see anyone for the color of their skin. You see everyone for their heart. Matter of fact, you don't even see a separate heart. You see you. You see your heart in them. You see that they are literally the physical embodiment of you, of a different part of you. And that's when you become way more accepting. And that's when racism ends, by the way. Racism ends when. Racism ends inside of you. Racism ends when every time you're around a a person that is a different color or ethnicity, you don't feel what you feel, whether that's scared or nervous or judged or less than. Whatever it is, whatever it is, all of that, like you are carrying that energy. When you vote because of the color of your skin, you're being a racist. When you're in groups because of the color of your skin, you're being a racist. You subconsciously and energetically are feeding the very thing that you don't want. So how do you end it? Stop it. Stop all of it inside of you. When you stop it inside of you, you stop your frequency, your energy, your godlike being stops being used to embody the very thing that you don't want and you start getting connected to the very thing that you do want, which is unity, love, and oneness.
0: Do you ever feel like a victim about this stuff, at a point in your life, about race or, or things like this? Well, yeah. And what are the consequences of falling into that? So, so,
1: I, so, I'll t- so I'll tell you, it was, well, I wasn't that bad. Okay. I, I wasn't that bad. I remember I'd, I'd be around people. I remember, I take that back. I, I understand where you're coming from, from your question. And I wasn't that kind of energy. I was never that bad. What I felt more like, so I'll tell you the story. Um, this was when it finally all like, I, I used to have the, the the rose gold chocolate Rolex uh with the, with, the, with the what was it called sky dweller the nice one i don't know anyhow <clears throat> um once my spiritual journey began like i started feeling very weird wearing it cuz it cuz it literally it's like why do i need that much on me why do i need to walk into a room and have you look at it and judge me or like me or consider me because of what because of what I wear. What's up with that, right? So I actually started to feel like a dick.
0: I'm there right now. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like
1: you go from the space of like, like, oh man, I need and I need another one and I need another, right? And like, hey, hey, like you walk in, right? And 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 you go from that to feeling like a complete dick. Like, why do you need that? That only comes after healing. So I had put the watch away, right? And and I had put it in my safe at my house. I was still unraveling. I was still healing, right? Sure enough, I I, I had a friend at the time who was like all into that. I'm talking all into it. I'm talking about like the leather bag, the, the private jet, the Instagram pictures on the private, you know, mm-hmm. like all of it. The cigar with the <laughs> glass of wine, the look at my bottle, all of it, right? And so I was there and I was in that energy and I was in that frequency. And so I remember we were going to dinner. We used to go to Spago's in Beverly Hills. <laughs> Actually, not dope. I'll tell you a story about that. Um, uh, so we, we would go to Spago's in, uh, uh, at the Bel Air Hotel in Beverly Hills. And, uh, you know, we would go and and I would drive all the way, an hour away in my Aston Martin which I got, by the way, because of this friend's influence, right? In my Aston Martin, I would, I would roll up the Hispanic guy. I'm the Hispanic guy with the Aston Martin and the look at me, accept me, like me, right? Um, and, I, and, I, and I would drive up. So I was going to go to dinner, but I had already not worn the watch for like a month and a half. And true story, I'm at my safe and I am unclear. Ayahuasca, source, something. Hey, why do you need that? Why do you need to pull it out right now? And you know what my answer was? Fuck. Because I I knew. I already knew. I just didn't want to deal with it. So that's why the answer was, fuck. I just want to wear it. But why do you want to wear it? Because I'm going to the restaurant. Well, Why do you need it? That This is where courage comes in. Courage comes in when you're able to face the very thing that you're af- a- afraid to face. Courage comes in when you're able to face your truth head on. Courage comes in when you're able to speak it. The thing you've been afraid to speak your entire life, when you're able to speak it and shine a light on it. That's where darkness can no longer live. So I said it, because I want to be accepted by the rich people in Beverly Hills. And right away, source said, but who are you? And aren't you valuable for what's on your inside? I said, yeah. And the voice said, so what do you have to do? literally right there in my closet. I called my broker and said, sell it. And you want me to tell you the trippiest thing? Four days later, he sends me the money for the watch. It sold right away. He happened to be going through an awakening where he got his spiritual gift of being able to meet him. And my mom came through through him and that in other words listen to how powerful this once the worldly connection left i was able to connect spiritually my mom came through him and it's like it 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 started the opening of my heart it was like magic bro it was like magic and i believe very much so that source god um i mean real source not religion source yep. um can only come to you when this goes and the connection to this goes, when you're finally ready to like open your heart.
0: So let's switch. The male perspective is I, it's very popular and I can only attract women through status, through money, through what I can provide. And part of that's true, obviously, but it's what should that be instead? What should a man look inside himself? But what, what can a man feel like, okay, I should actually be attracting from this place? Is it his heart? Is it his wisdom? Like, what should a man be looking to attract from? Love. His capacity for love and open heart?
1: That's all there really is. Everything else is fear. It's all, we either as human beings live in love or fear. That's it. It is that black and white. And in fear, there is all judgment, there is all material, there's all focus on the external, there's how your body looks, there's how much money you make, there's what you can do and what you can't do, there's who you are and who you aren't. And in love, there's how you look, there's how old you are, there's the color of your skin, there's all separation. All separation lives in fear. Love is you for you. But before anyone else can love you for you, you gotta learn to love you for you. And that's the conversation most men are afraid to have. Because for a man, that means you have to return to the very place that your father and all of the men around you told you when you were growing up, that you were a little bitch for feeling. Your feelings, your heart, and your emotions. And that takes courage. The most courageous man on planet Earth is the man that can look at everything that every man around him told him he needed to be. The man that can look at everything that every man around him when he was growing up told him he needed to avoid and say, no, I'm no longer going to live my life based off what you told me to be. I'm ready to live my life based off of who I am. And there's no way that a human being, in this case a man, can ever step into the fullness of himself if he is only living up here. Because we as human beings are not just up here. We are our minds,
0: we are our hearts, we are our bodies, we are our souls. What's your relationship like to your mind when it goes astray? When it goes into a shadow projection or an egoistic trap, how do you return it back to love? Cancel, clear, delete. Can you unpack that? I literally just say that. Cancel, clear, delete. Just like when any, any thought you have doesn't cancel serve clear, your agenda, just, just say that. cancel clear, delete. What are some thoughts you can reason why,
1: The reason why, by the way, that's a, that's a tip for you guys. Um, you, you, your mind is going to do that. I don't, I don't care how many ayahuasca ceremonies you have, how many mushroom ceremonies you have, how many, how many times you stand on your head, how many times you do pigeon, whatever. You're a human being, right? I will tell you it gets easier. I will tell you: the deeper you go, the more you get connected to here, the less of that starts to happen. But I will warn you: I will warn you to really get here. You have to deal with some of, and face some of your deepest fears, you know. Um, but whenever you have a negative thought or negative projection, you just say cancel, clear, delete. That's that's our our birthright. Say out loud, you think thinking. Yeah, cancel or mm. think it. Cancel, clear. It
0: just goes for you that's now. It.
1: Okay. Yeah, or you can cover yourself in the in the blood of Yeshua. Right, You could say you are protected, no negativity, no darkness can enter. You could uh, um, uh, ground yourself and go connect to, to Mother Earth. You can go picture yourself being protected by, I do this all the time, I picture myself being protected by a white shield. And that shield protects my energy. And then I picture a purple shield around there that's a barrier. And I program that barrier. And I speak to that barrier that you are to be unmovable, unshakable, unpenetrable. And that no one can penetrate you. um, That is not operating at 100% unconditional love. and anything that does not serve me and my highest best must leave. And as it leaves, it goes through the third and final shield, which is pink, which is unconditional love. So that by any bad energy that comes to me, it actually is not only being rejected, but it is going through the purification of love uh, for its highest good and the highest good of
0: all. Were you taught these things? Were you shown these things? Yeah. you shown them?
1: Yeah. Okay. Shown, taught. Bro, I've, I've been, I mean, I've been through- What's the trippiest
0: thing you've seen? In your spiritual experience thus far?
1: I've seen some, I don't know, bro. All of it, yeah. Yeah. The trippiest thing for me, because I always wanted the answer about Jesus. I always wanted the answer about Christianity. I, st- I still do, yeah. God, religion. The trippiest thing for me- because you got to understand my whole journey started when my mom died so my my mom died of cancer same here yeah. what kind lung cancer i knew you were going to say that my mom died of, see where where her, her mom died and then she couldn't handle the grief she had lung cancer no. okay so my mom died of lung cancer right my mom died of lung cancer uh and she had never smoked a day in her life same here um and so i saw her I saw all of the doctors tell her that she wasn't going to make it. But I, in my mind, was like, of course she's going to make it, you know. And um, <clears throat> um, after she passed away, a couple of more people uh, died of cancer. And all of them had a story. Like this one friend of mine that I know died of uh, like colon cancer. He was sexually abused when he was a little boy so i started to connect two and two and i started to realize like what they tell you about your genes and all that shit is bullshit it's it's energy it's energy so you heal the energy you heal the the frequency you heal the yep. the, the illness right so my mom was loved because of grief because think about it she never knew her mom you know um but in that journey she, i mean my mom was like the christian like my mom would go to church and she believed jesus was going to save her and all that and so when i saw him not heal her i got mad like i really got mad at jesus and i quite frankly hated him until i saw the truth um and uh that that's what freed me and it what is the truth i don't know that i'm well, I'll tell you what's not. Okay. Um, you know, Christianity and religion. What it does is, it is a vehicle of separation and a vehicle of control.
0: It was, it was translated over and over again for control.
1: Yeah, absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. And um, and and by the way, I was the most. I was, like I was saying, I was I was leading outreaches. I was bringing everyone to Jesus. The whole thing. Um, and so, if if you think about it, it's actually really sad. What happens because I've seen people go their whole lives, but yet maybe that's perfect. That's their soul's journey, right? Their whole life's thinking that Jesus was going to come save them, and the the truth is, is that if you really understand what Jesus taught and you really understand where His miracles came from, it came from Him being an enlightened being. Anybody can be an enlightened being. It came from Him leaving here and connecting to His heart, and um so the truth is, is that, you know, my mom died thinking that Jesus was going to come and save her, but that, that's, not his, that's not what he's here for. That's not what he came for. He came to awaken the Christ consciousness in all of us. So we are programmed to believe that it is only in him and we have to wait for him. And he's, by the way, chilling, being like, like, no, my son, my daughter, like, you, you don't remember what I, what I was saying. Um, I was saying, see, seek first the kingdom of God within, within, in here. And, and when you do that, y- you can basically go out and help the world the same way that I did. So the, the, the second coming of Jesus is gonna be, it's happening right now, by the way. it's um, People are being awakened to the truth and that is that there's nothing to wait for and there's no one to wait for because no one's coming. It's The one that they're waiting for is themselves.
0: I want to hit one last topic before we wrap up. And we, before we started, we t- I asked, you know, do you believe in the simulation theory? You're like, no, not really. So it's, I would love to get your perspective on, in, in a brief summary, if possible, even if, if that is possible, uh, what is this reality to you?
1: This is a physical plane where my soul has come to uh, learn lessons that I needed to learn for my soul's evolution. I and we have been here several times. Um, I, for example, have been with Jen before. I know this for a fact. Uh, in, in the Egyptian days, I, 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 because I, because I, okay, that was the trippiest thing I ever saw. <laughs> Can I tell you that story? <laughs> of course, much? man, go for yeah, it. That okay, that was the trippiest thing I've ever saw. So um, we're in Italy. I had envisioned years ago that I would someday drive through Italy with a beautiful blonde-haired woman and she would be my dream and in a convertible. Next thing you know, we're in Italy. It's me and her for two weeks. I took her on this beautiful trip. By the way, she didn't even really like know yet. So she was like not feeling me. Like we had already connected, but the twin flame thing is real. Like when you feel icky, it's like, uh," like, uh," right. So we're in one of those moments. We're driving through Italy and we had said i love you we th- 3 days after we connected uh um uh, we were already talking about like how we're going to do this how am i going to move here how we, right um anyways we're we're in italy and we're driving through italy having the time of our lives everything is wonderful um but she wouldn't tell me i love you cuz she wasn't ready yet she was she didn't know yet right so she was guarding her heart We go into this, we cross over into Switzerland and we see the dopest jewelry store I have ever seen in my life. Honest to God. It's none of these national brands around here. This was like beautiful. And we both look at this ring. I kid you not. I kid you not. We're both staring at this ring and I leave. And I go, and I go into this other place where I see like a room filled with jewels and jewelry and like she was my queen and I was like placing like jewels on her, right? It, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling you, I saw it as if like I had lived it is what I'm telling you. It's not, again, I say there's a lot, human words can't describe how clear that was for me, right? And then I came back and I'm like, and then I'm looking at her and something's going on inside of her too. She's feeling all a certain way. So we're both quiet. And I was like, let's pull it out. Mind you, she had yet to say she was my girlfriend. Nothing. We were. I was still, we were still like courting, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we bring the ring out, whatever. She tries it on. We're both so in shock at whatever happened when we were both at that mirror that we're not really saying much. We leave, we walk away. We're not saying much. I look over at her and I goes, did you feel that? She goes, oh my God, what was that? <laughs> and I go, I don't know, but I'm tripping out right now. She's like, me too. And it, it's like, we're so dumbfounded at what we felt that we couldn't even speak. We're walking, whatever. I come back, we're about to leave to go to lunch. And I say, give me a second. I just wait right here. I go into the, the jewelry store. I say, please listen to me right now take my card, charge me for this ring. I cannot take it with me. I want to surprise her. You're going to have to meet me later on at the hotel and bring it to me there. Sir, but you're in Italy. We're in Switzerland. We can't cross with this much jewelry. I go, fuck, I'm going to lunch. Give me your number. I'm going to text you. Meet me there, please. Okay, we'll do it. They grabbed the card. They swiped it. They charged me. Okay, as I had to trust. But I also had to trust the conversation was going on in my head cuz my ego was saying don't buy her this ring you're going to spend a lot of money on her she's not your girlfriend she hasn't committed to you she can go be with another guy she could she could she could leave this trip and use you for this whole trip but my heart was saying no oh, but she's the one and so in that moment I had to choose I had to choose to listen to my heart or listen to my mind and I listened to my heart Sure enough, we go. We're having lunch over this beautiful river in Switzerland. I get emotional just thinking about this. Wow. Because I can't explain to you how magical these moments were. But but the lady texts me. And I'm pre- I pre- I'm pretending that I'm I'm dealing with something back home. She meets me in the bathroom. I grab the bag. And I go to her. Hey, close your eyes. I just want to lead you through a little meditation. And she's like. I go, just close your eyes. She closes her eyes. I put the bag there. And prior to us, like sitting down, she had told me there's only two times in my life that I've ever fallen in love with jewelry. Once when I was a little girl at 13 and today. But she didn't know that I had gotten it, right? She didn't know. She wasn't trying to manipulate me. We were just talking openly. She opens her eyes from the meditation. She's looking at me. She looks down and there's the ring. And it was like the moment that like, She knew and she felt that like she was the one that I wanted and that I was willing to risk it all and not listen to this for, for love, you know? And I am not telling everybody to go do that. I'm telling my story. I'm telling you have to be sensitive to what you're feeling. You have to listen. You have to do the work to reconnect to your heart. And when you do that, you'll be guided and it will be evidently clear
0: what's for you. Evidently clear. So that came off of the past life section. You explaining this reality—is that the rest of it? Yeah, 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 Because yeah. I saw that yeah, yeah,
1: past okay. life. Yeah. I saw our past. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That yeah. so it just you came here, your soul to grow and learn lessons, and to
1: yeah, and to and to evolve and to evolve. And I I feel like I'm in a place right now where um, it's like I I uh, I feel like this. We Jen and I, but we feel like this is our last time. Like we're we're at a place in our evolution. We're here to like manifest it all and have whatever we want. But most importantly, help others do the same thing.
0: And what like, What's the metric you use to qualify this being your last incarnation? It's just a... F- just like maybe it's just your heart, you've entered the love the lo- love polarity. It's so like a, it's like a knowing. I don't know. it. Yeah. I had a guy on my podcast on Tuesday. He gave me an interesting theory that your higher self that, b- that becomes like the. The incarnation you experience that you reach the highest the highest level of love becomes like the higher self for all your past lives sounds it. like it's pretty good it's pretty, pretty dope, good theory pretty but thank you so much for thank coming you on man. And sharing your thank story you. and you. i learned so much from this and i appreciate it man thank, thank you, man. Thank man. you. Thank i learned you a lot from me. you as well so thank, thank you. you man thank um. i hope you enjoyed this conversation please make sure to subscribe to the podcast as well as rate and review thank you for listening